Hey folks, I'm Philip Morgan, and this is the Consulting Pipeline Podcast, where we talk about building your consulting pipeline through positioning, education-based content marketing, and marketing automation. In the Positioning Manual for Technical Firms, my short book on positioning your development shop, I talk about several fears that you will face as you narrow your focus. One of the fears I mentioned there is the fear of boredom. That's what this audio essay is about. Boredom. The main idea is this. We tend to fear that if we specialize in solving an expensive problem, we will get bored very quickly with our work. Then what? Will we, will we be stuck in a boring job that we created for ourselves, crying ourselves to sleep on $500 bedsheets? Will we be doing the exact same set of activities day in and day out for our clients? To get more clarity on this issue, Let's get some straight-up misperceptions about specialization out of the way first. The first misperception is that specialization means that you will be doing only one specific thing for the rest of your career. I can understand this. In my 20s, I had a temp job where all I did was reinstall Windows XP images onto IBM PCs for a giant insurance company. Of course, I goofed off a lot on that job, but the job itself involved doing a very specific single activity over and over again. It was really the modern version of a factory assembly line job. And that's the image that comes to mind when we think about specialization. Assembly line work. Putting one screw into a product over and over and over and over again. As any self-employed specialist can tell you, though, the reality is quite different. No matter how narrowly you specialize in solving an expensive problem, you will still have a wide variety of interesting challenges to deal with in your business. I'll use one of my own services as an example. I have a productized service called Drip Sherpa. This service solves a single expensive problem helping people get their DRIP marketing automation account set up quickly and easily so their monthly investment in the software can start making more money for them faster. Easily half the time I spend on that service is spent marketing and managing it. In the last week, I've written a few how-to-focused blog articles for the site, worked with my assistant to qualify a pros prospecting list for cold outreach, set up SSL on the site, set up a lightweight e-commerce system called Easy Digital Downloads to allow on-site purchases, and set up an affiliate system on WordPress to pay out referral fees. In terms of delivering the service, in the past week I've spent time consulting with a client about how to streamline their client onboarding process, and this is related to the service because they want to use Drip to automate that process. I've mapped out and set up Zapier Automation to complement Drip's capabilities, I've written email templates that I'll be able to reuse with other clients, and I've actually done some drip setup. I just can't imagine any self-employed consultant, technical or creative, who did not have a similar variety of activities and challenges in their own work in any given week. Again, no matter how specialized their offering is. The old rule of thumb is that you spend about half your working time as a consultant on billable activities, and the rest on marketing, admin, and other non-billable activities. This means that, worst-case scenario, around half of your work life will be as diverse as you want to make it, no matter how focused your core client service offering is. 
That leads me to the second misperception. What you are actually making more specific when you position yourself properly is your marketing message. Here is a very simple example. Apple is widely known for having one of the most well-developed, efficient, and effective supply chain operations in the world of electronics. It's one of the reasons why they've been so successful in the consumer market. That fact never appears in their marketing, not once. The one exception I can think of is their product release events where you might sometimes see something about supply chain or manufacturing, but again, those are really not public-facing or mass-market marketing events. Apple, in their public-facing marketing, does not mix messages, and the reason why is obvious. Doing so would dilute and confuse their core marketing message. It would make no sense at all for Apple to be talking first about the magical experiences their products enable, and then later in the same TV ad switching to talking about how those incredible experiences are made available at an attractive price by their amazing supply chain. Consultants, on the other hand, do this all the time. I can't count how many consultants talk about both the results, like software that makes your business more money or solves a particular problem, and the inputs that facilitate those results, like particular software skill sets or even something kind of silly like the passion that fuels the development process. You will see these things mentioned in the same website headline or the same paragraph of marketing copy. But back to our main point here. When you focus in your positioning, what you are actually focusing is your marketing message. The easiest way to do this is to position your business as the solution to an expensive problem that your ideal clients have. You make this kind of positioning more powerful by narrowing the focus. The reason you want to narrow your marketing focus is that broad, unfocused marketing messages are very forgettable. More narrow, focused marketing messages are much easier to understand, to remember, and to take action on. For example, instead of creating WordPress websites, you might position yourself as someone who helps reduce churn, increase profit for membership sites. Or instead of building software with Rails, you might position your business as the go-to developers for funded startups who are building apps that involve HIPAA compliance. You get the picture. What you actually do to deliver projects will almost always involve a wide range of skills and activities. This will not be true if you've positioned yourself as a, quote, pair of hands by focusing on the inputs to an expensive problem, but rather if you've positioned yourself correctly as the solution to an expensive problem, you will always have more flexibility and variety in what you do to solve that problem. In other words, your work will not become boring. So hopefully that addresses the two common misperceptions about what it means to actually narrow your business focus and market yourself as a consultant. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's another reason why we tend to believe that specializing our business will become a fast track to boredom. And this has to do with our perceptions about expertise. Our perceptions of expertise are distorted because of three cognitive effects. A common cognitive bias called the selection bias, another cognitive bias called negativity bias, and what is known as the availability heuristic. Wikipedia helps us out with some definitions here. The phrase selection bias 
most often refers to the distortion of a statistical analysis resulting from the method of collecting samples. If the selection bias is not taken into account, then some conclusions of the study may not be accurate. The availability heuristic is a mental shortcut that relies on immediate examples that come to a given person's mind when evaluating a specific topic, concept, method, or decision. The availability heuristic operates on the notion that if something can be recalled, it must be important, or at least more important than alternative solutions which are not as readily recalled. The negativity bias refers to the notion that even when of equal intensity, things of a more negative nature, unpleasant thoughts, emotions, social interactions, harmful or traumatic events, these things have a greater effect on one's psychological state and processes than do neutral or positive things. In other words, something very positive will generally have less of an impact on a person's behavior and cognition than something that is equally emotional but negative. Most people are not closely acquainted with that many true experts, unless they are also an expert because, well, we tend to hang out with people who are similar to ourselves. For that reason, people see experts at a distance and through mediated lenses like those experts' writings, news media, and so forth. So, thanks to selection bias, our understanding of what it's like to be an expert is based on a very limited actual sample size. Very few of those samples are direct experience, most are mediated, and thanks to the negativity bias and the availability heuristic, we add extra emotional weight to the negative examples of expertise that we can actually remember. So, in short, our perceptions of experts in general tend to be somewhat more negative than positive. With limited actual data about what it's like to be an expert, it's, it's easy to just assume that it's monotonous and boring to be an expert. Now to the actual fear of boredom, which is to some extent quite legitimate. I know for me, Boredom in my career is worse than death. I've quit numerous jobs in the past because boredom set in. In those jobs, I've learned all that I felt there was to learn, and when things got boring, I got busy looking for the next challenge. Part of the problem for me with boredom was because these were jobs, I just I couldn't simply restructure them to suit my changing interests. Part of the problem in those jobs was that I was focused on inputs rather than an interesting, expensive problem. I think that's an important distinction. If you fear specialization because of some prior job situation where you got bored with doing the same thing over and over again, know that you have a lot more flexibility as a business owner who specializes. When you specialize your business, you will have more flexibility, more variety than someone who's in a boring or repetitive job. So don't compare the two situations. I don't really think they're, they're comparable at all. As I mentioned earlier, we tend to confuse specialization with repetition and monotony. Even if your entire business did become very repetitive, which it won't, remember that repetition increases efficiency and speed, and that drives up your confidence and profit margins if you don't price your services hourly. This, in turn, gives you more time for personal growth, business development, enjoyable side projects, goofing off, taking vacations, or all of the above. And in my book, that's a good thing. Remember, what you are really narrowing is your marketing message. Your actual work as a business owner will remain diverse and interesting, 
Supporting your specialty will actually call on a diverse range of adjacent skills, both in terms of the actual deliverables you create for clients and in terms of running your own business. Landing a client based on your specialized position may also later turn into a broader scope engagement with that client. They'll begin to trust you more and very likely ask for services that are adjacent to your original engagement. Finally, the other thing that actually prevents boredom from setting in when you focus on an expensive problem, you are creating the necessary conditions to really go deep into that problem. And that turns out to be very enjoyable. So rather than switching your mental focus among widely differing problems, you're focusing on one thing and going really deep on that one thing. As an example, in my line of work, buying paid traffic is a very different challenge than creating high-quality content that builds trust and, attract, and attracts qualified leads. Those are both marketing activities, but because I've narrowed my focus, I get to go progressively deeper into solving one problem the trust and leads problem. If instead I focused on the inputs to that problem, an example might be just writing case studies, I would get bored very quickly. I made that mistake in my own career for enough years to know that that's a mistake. You don't focus on the problem on the inputs, but rather you focus on the problem itself and you sell the solution to your clients. Doing that means I'm open to discovering new inputs, new tools and approaches that I can use to solve this problem for my clients. It also means that I'm open to using multiple modalities, consulting versus coaching versus educational products, to solve the problem that I'm focused on. This increases income diversity for my business while also making it a more interesting business to run. The bottom line is that the fear of boredom is a false fear. It's simply extremely unlikely to happen to you if you specialize your business in the right way. And the right way, I think, is characterized by focusing on an expensive problem, not the inputs to solving that problem, focusing your marketing and involving yourself in whatever other parts of running your business you want to, and beginning client engagements focused on your specialty, but possibly expanding those later to include other more diverse aspects. So remember that no matter how narrow your marketing focus becomes, your actual work will never become completely homogenous and repetitive. Parts of it will, and I think you'll really appreciate how that leads to increased profits, reduced risk, and more free time. But even so, your life as a business owner I think will always remain diverse, challenging, and enjoyable. That's it for this episode of the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. You can find more episodes at consultingpipelinepodcast.com. I'm Philip Morgan, and I hope to see you again next time.